La. Oh, oh, wow, that was good. Wow. I like yours better Thank than you. mine. That's right. Oh. Welcome back to the Late Late Capitalism Show. We're talking radio voices, amongst other topics. I felt inspired to do that. Before I introduce my co-host, I'm going to get this out of the way. Uh, Content warning, swearing, uh, off-color language and topics. You know the drill by this point. It's episode 34. And this time, directly across from me, we have... Megan. Good job, Megan. I am Chance. I'll pick up the reins from there. And across from me is... And folks, it's Dean Hayden. Hi, hello. Hello. How is how is everybody doing, regardless of the world falling apart? I'm cold. Wait, the wor- wait, the world's falling apart? Yeah. Did you not notice? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, man. I've been oh, watching. Shit. I okay. So you mentioned Democracy Now, like the other day, and now I just watch that every morning, and I'm just really sad. <laughs> that will make you really sad. <laughs> yeah, no. Now I'm just depressed yeah. every day. Oh. Yeah, you've tuned in, folks, to Democracy Later. Hey yo. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll, we'll talk about some stuff to perk you up. Uh, very quick. Actually, you know what? Let's start with something great. Uh, so you may or may not have heard of this guy, uh, John A. McDonald. If you're not familiar, uh, sir, John A. McDonald, Jesse. No, I don't believe <laughs> in that <laughs> bullshit. The knighted. Yeah, I, don't I don't believe, believe in queen pronouns. Shit. I've, I've never met the queen. I don't think she's Go real. On. That's right. <laughs> we're the first, we're the we're anti pronoun only if it's sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. There's a lot of buildings named after him here in the city of Kingston. Uh, it's an area that has, as you can imagine, quite a rich history involving John A. Macdonald being Canada's original capital. And that extends to Queen's University. In fact, one of the buildings for the law school was Sir John A. Macdonald Hall. And following, let's call it what the media does, the racial reckoning of the summer, which is still ongoing, by the way. I know yeah, people like to think it's over. They've just stopped just reporting on it. Like with COVID. Gotcha. But it is still ongoing. Racism ended. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about how racism was ended a little bit later on with an update for another story we've discussed recently. Yeah, but racism has ended at Queen's University. That's yeah, right. It's they're over. renaming the hall. The, That's c- right. the CEO of racism has stepped down right. from <laughs> Queen's University. A golden and black-faced parachute. <laughs> but yeah, uh, shout out to the Queen students who made some petitions and like former Queen students who made petitions to get it changed. Congrats. That's yes. sick. So they also had petitions to name it after a specific woman, though, which yeah. the school was like, mm, no, no. Yeah. But I will so do you know check more who that is one second. Uh, not so much in terms of uh, who they wanted to name it after. I know I filled out a survey as a Queens alumni, and I was like, ah, yeah, you shouldn't call it this anymore, essentially. And I didn't think they were ever actually going to change it. Or if it did, it would be like, we're temporarily phasing out the name and they're just going to reintroduce it later, which very well could happen. Don't oh, get me yeah. wrong. That's still on the table. But I, I was glad that they removed the name. 
A, because it's very funny to me to watch yeah. people who oh, don't have tantrums. literally give a fucking <laughs> shit about yeah. anything related to history or Queens. They're just old white people that are like, we got to learn from history, not erase it. And uh, two, I can't wait to see what they choose instead. In fact, mm-hmm. I have a list of suggestions myself. Yeah. And okay. these are steeped in what was, I'm assuming, the criteria before that, which is they have to be related to Kingston. Yep. Queens, not so much. I mean, what the fuck does Sir John A. Macdonald actually have to do with Queens? Literally nothing. I'm pretty sure he had sex with the Queen at one point. That's possible. Yeah, no, there I think go. so. Yeah, um, that's so what the birth of a nation is about. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what are these names, Jesse? I'll let Megan do her thing. Yeah, first. the original uh, Change.org position was started by Sebastian Deline, so shouts out, and um, it was to rename it to Patricia Monchier Hall. Um, she is a Mohawk lawyer. Oh, sick. Um, in 1988, she was instrumental in arguing that as a sovereign citizen or member of the Mohawk Nation within a, the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, she was not obliged to take an oath under sections four and five of the Public Officers Act. The, the bunch of stuff about law cool. um, that the oath must be optional and through her actions, indigenous people can now hold an eagle feather rather than swear on a Bible in a court of law. Oh, so, so she, she's a cuz. Yeah, she's she, a cousin. She's cool. So they hey. should name them. I'm also that. firmly anti-Bible, so that's yeah. great. There you go. Yeah, yeah, pro-eagle, anti-Bible. Yeah, but let's be realistic. Queens will never concede to that. Uh, they're she's probably brown. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They're also probably going to name it after some monstrous alumni, like you know, probably just whoever Smith. donates, yeah, yeah. or whoever gives them the most money. It's going, to, it's going to be uh, Elon Musk. School. Oh my oh, gosh, actually, that was on the list for suggestions. Yes, yeah, the Musk. He didn't today. take school law here. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Neither matter. did Sir Johnny Smith McDonald. Didn't hit <laughs> <Yeah, that's> business. <laughs> but Sir Johnny McDonald was a lawyer, at least. I, mean, I don't know. He was more of a drunk than he was a lawyer. Yeah, they changed fair. Clark Hall Pub to Sir John Hall. Yeah, that. Actually, I'm surprised they haven't called it. Sir John A's pub yeah. since the public house disassociated mm. itself. Sir John A's whiskey dick. But what I'm suggesting for names, I was going to suggest Elon Musk, but I got too angry about even trying to think of it. Uh, so I, I, I phased that one out. But bearing in mind the criteria, it had to be related to Kingston. And yeah. let's take a look at some of the things Sir John A. McDonald did. Rape, murder, yeah. genocide, yeah. Check, substance check, check. abuse. So we've got a few candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would personally like to move forward my suggestion to continue the if strong the mayor, I swear to God. legacy of <laughs> Sir John A. McDonald. I would actually put forward that they should rename it to the Paul Bernardo School of Law. Oh my God. <laughs> that would actually, you know what? The, the, Luca, the Luca Magnata School of Law <laughs> would be kind of sick. Now, to be fair to Luca Magnata, he did not spend time at Kingston Penitentiary, but Paul Bernardo has been in Kingston for almost 20 years now. Yeah. Also, so Paul Bernardo, like he has a strong list of fans. Most of them are women that write him letters that he's not allowed to read anymore. But you know what? He's got his his backers. Uh, Kingston related, loved rape, loved murder. Yeah, uh, yep. was probably more people like talk about like erasing history. More people probably know about Bernardo, <laughs> a, like any personal yes. facts about Bernardo <laughs> than they do about John A. Believe That's me, true. I am yeah. aware of this. Yeah. Also, uh, you know what? Pretty sure Paul Bernardo had a more significant impact on law than Sir John A. Macdonald did. You know, mm-hmm. his case was in the courts for years. Yeah, and years. the man is constantly appealing shit. So that'd be a great one. I think that would continue the legacy strong. Yeah. Uh, if you want someone who maybe has more of a history in public service, may I suggest Russell Williams School of <laughs> Law? <laughs> no, is that you know what? That's the Colonel. Yeah, who, uh, Colonel Mustard. What, what killed them ladies? Oh my God! With underwear. the underwear. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be a good one. Representing uh, from Tweed. There's also, I, I have uh, beef with Queens alumni now. Well, yeah, you should. Um, they suck. Because uh, that survey that you said that you took, 4% had no opinion. Yes. Which is like, oh, that's shitty. 
Um, but 44% were against and 38% were for. Mm-hmm. I saw that. That doesn't surprise me. In the so least. more people were against naming the build, renaming the building that were Queens what? alumni. More rich any- old white people yeah. were against it? Yes, yeah. are you fucking serious? Oh, I'm sorry to break your heart on this one. Send but- them my list of names. Let's see where they <laughs> yeah. fall on that. I guarantee. I guarantee. You oh, leftists always talking about lists of names. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, and that's why the school actually, the alumni office itself dropped out from the vote. Because they said that they couldn't go one way or the other because it would conflict with uh, the fact that They're the alumni clients. office is by now. That's awesome. <laughs> that's representation. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. But yeah, they should change it to Patricia Montero Hall. That'd be sick. Also, they should just do, in general, more support and bursaries for indigenous students to practice law at Queens. So cool. But I kind of do like Paul Bernardo school. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, bring, bring the people it's in. a coin flip. It's a coin flip. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. We should ask them only that question. Do you choose her or him? And that's it. <laughs> yeah. That should be the next uh, survey that the goes Carla out to Hom- alumni. Carla Homolka Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bernardo Pilled. <laughs> A little more good news before we bring things back to the standard norm on this show. Uh, I want to say probably a month or two months ago, we talked, uh, we touched briefly on the Bolivian coup that occurred, I believe, late. Was it last year or 2018? I feel 2019. Like it was yeah. 2019. It just feels like so much yeah, longer yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Essentially how the OAS overturned the democratic election in Bolivia in which Evo Morales won yet another crushing landslide victory and then installed like a hard right fascist dictator uh janina inez however they finally held the election that they tried to delay and did successfully delay three separate times Mm -hmm. just the other day and although evil morales wasn't on the ballot his party the march towards socialism was on the ballot and Mm -hmm. won 52 percent of the vote or something yeah Yeah, they had 20 points ahead of the uh runner-up yeah we take those (laughs) oh yeah crushing victory in fact fernando camacho who who is also like an outright fascist was seen crying he kind of looks like what's the really ugly prince prince william yeah. he kind of looked like <laughs> prince william a bit and he was just crying and i hope he you know redacted yeah i really that would be great i hope most of the right wing in bolivia does that redacted. as well they, <laughs> they can follow their leader um yeah no it's 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 kind of wild they're they're planning on bringing morales back to bolivia let's which go, is baby. really cool like that's like one let's of the first things yeah. they want to do people are super hyped about that and um but also like a 20 point lead is what you would see from like uh, an actual like corrupt election. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what you would see where it's like, oh, this person won by like 70 points. Like 20 points is huge just for like a standard democratic election. Shot, though. They, they blew their load too early. They yeah. should have waited. Instead, they, they blew it on the one that was comparatively a bit closer. And now they're like, we can't do this again like we literally can't do this twice in a row yeah. the gig is up for these yeah. guys yeah they failed so, the first coup and so. coincidentally, yeah, Bolivia is safe for another like four years coincidentally yeah. uh the very Maybe. moment the victory was announced Tesla's stock price took a dive because yeah, now they don't funny. have monopolistic cool, control whoever we want yeah, that fucking idiot is... Yeah. Oh, I hope he also joins Redacted. the right wing. That would be so <laughs> More sick. More like Elon Bust, am I? I hope, <laughs> I hope Grimes somehow does like some kind of murder to him. He's just going to write a song about Bolivian indigenous people. And be- 
be like, please ignore everything my husband does. I Love know. you. My, my, still, yeah, my I, son's name is actually Evo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be getting that lithium, which is good. So he can make cars that explode a little less frequently. Like mm. everything else he makes. Yeah. Remember Bil- when he smashed the window of that car on stage? That yes. That he did anyway. that again, but with the drywall in his spatial mansion. Bolivia <laughs> versus imperialism. Bolivia, Bolivia gets one. Hell imperialism yeah. zero. But yes, we, uh, we celebrate. We... Cannot wait for Elon Musk to uh, weep openly and like seethe with rage on Twitter. Yeah, and we just pray for the day when Bolivia does a coup on us. That would be so <laughs> honestly. We have cool. it coming. Considering yeah. the Canadian government accounts in like Bolivia and uh, Nicaragua are like, we we look forward to the return of open democracy in, mm. in, in the southern continents. It's like you fucking assholes, you motherfuckers have been on board with this coup literally from day one. Yeah, no, it's a uh, we're we're doing this is a victory for democracy yeah. which i've heard at least three times in my lifetime and i'm only 26 and guess what in all three of those cases it was in fact not a victory for democracy well you do hate to see it uh speaking of uh victories for democracy uh, that's not that's this is a horrible segue no yeah uh, uh, it's the opposite of that so uh you know how we did an episode on the lobster fishers in uh from the Mi'kmaq communities of nova scotia and we sort of ended on like it might be getting better guys like things might be going well well <laughs> no. we were wrong um not going well the acadian slash general settler fishermen uh, have decided to become uh, terrorists, I suppose you would call it, literally burning out the cars of the Mi'kmaq fishermen. Uh, they stole all of the lobster catch of like a couple of boats and poured acid on them. They burnt down an entire lobster processing plant. They've been laying spikes on the road for Mi'kmaq vehicles to drive, like uh, Mi'kmaq drivers to drive over and pop their tires. So they couldn't access wharfs, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I don't understand the move. Like I... Honestly, I have some really conservative religious like family members that follow me on Instagram and I was posting about it and even they were like, it's horrible what the white people are doing. And like, so like who the fuck is on the side of these people at all? I don't understand. Like, so yeah, like it, it's from, from the outside, like everybody is genuinely appalled by what is going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but at the same time, like when the RCMP is literally just standing by and not doing anything and watching these things happen. And the only time that they step in is not even when like violence is breaking out. It's literally when um, like the Mi'kmaq fishermen are like gathering and like helping each other out. The RCMP is like, no, you're congregating you can't be doing that that will escalate things um like that's the only time they've stepped in so now everyone's calling on justin trudeau to do something Mm. right isn't that okay our big boy we're all about (laughs) racial justice we're all about inequality yeah he's been to so many goddamn marches he knows what to do yeah he like he's got the playbook opens it up yes what is it what is uh he shuts down any intervention in nova scotia he even worse than that, actually tweets about how the violence must stop and he's going to deploy even more RCMP to the area yeah, because they're being so helpful at the moment by One doing done, literally baby. nothing. We've gone through this. Nova Scotia RCMP is literal gang, right? <laughs> They have gang yeah, affiliations. They have, like, yeah, one they one of Hell's them Angels. literally killed twenty-two people yeah. this year. And, and, and there's like you know there's like ten of them, and they're just like sitting around jacking off while everyone's dying. I yeah, it it's 
escalated to like a, a fucked point. Like I don't even, I don't know what the threshold would be for what would make the prime minister care at all or any of the liberal government care about this situation because like they literally burnt down an entire mm-hmm. building, like an entire, ex- what in the mind of like any like average prime minister, also an extremely expensive lobster processing plant that I'm assuming Clearwater and companies like that would be pissed about. Like, I don't understand what what the line is for getting involved. But So I'm going to say two things that everyone already knows and has heard a, a thousand times, mm-hmm. but I think they're worth saying anyway. Uh, one is I'm going to point out uh, the, hypo- the hypocrisy uh, of these like white lobsterers uh, who... I don't know if you remember our last episode. Their whole tack was like conservation, con- yeah. like oh, they're just they're fishing too early. We need to re like regenerate the populations. Yeah. Uh, we like we can't uh, afford to put these uh, at risk because that's our livelihood. So like they need to stop that way we can all fish. Which still wrong uh, based on like the numbers and how many lobsters were actually taken out. Uh, but there there is a shred of like an argument there, right? Uh, but then they get these lobsters that have been fished and they destroy them. They yeah. burn them with acid. Uh, so again, like it's only about racism. It's only ever about exactly. racism and white supremacy. Yeah, like Point- completely wasting all those lobsters. It's not, now no one can eat yeah. them. And they to- can't be again, used for anything. Again, torturing them to death. Yes, yeah. Uh, point two is, and again, everyone's already said this before, but could you imagine if a First Nations person burned mm. down like a lobster processing plant. Oh my God. Homie. Oh my God. Yeah. The or army did would any be of there. these things burnt yeah. a single white fisherman's van? Yeah. Like I've got a joke about that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did burn down a lobster fishery. It was in 1812 <laughs> and it was called the white house. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, nowadays you wouldn't find lobster in there. You find big Cheeto. Hey, they're not a Cheeto processing plant. That, that was my bit. I held That's on right. to that one. That was good. Uh, but it's yeah. true. But that was considered terrorism. Then. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> certainly was considered terrorism. Yeah. And it was fucking sick. I think. <laughs> yeah, the only time Justin Trudeau has ever taken a moral stand in his life, and this is like going back to 2015 is when he was like, everybody else was like, we're not accepting Syrian refugees. He says, no, we're going to keep accepting that. And I guarantee the only reason why he did that is because the media considered it to be a popular thing to do. The only time he has shown any kind of spine or made a decision that's actually mattered is when he knows he's going to get a lot of positive publicity for it. Mm-hmm. And the simple fact of the matter is the vast majority of Canadians, especially the ones that are going to watch the news, don't stand by the Mi'kmaq and don't give a fuck about this situation. So if there's no, let's say, Q rating, which is where it's just like, oh, how famous is this going to make me or how good am I going to look? He doesn't give a fuck. Like, he's never going to do anything yeah. remotely moral or justified. Especially now that he's already, like, king shit of Piss Mountain. Yeah, he, he's literally, he's running against the most incompetent opposition, like, he's ever seen. Yeah. When he was, cro- like, and clawing And last time up. he ran against Sheer. <laughs> yeah. And, when, like, when he started, he had to claw his way up to the top to beat, like, an entrenched decade plus like Kate claw but with a lot of nepotism well yeah <laughs> his name but in terms of like the liberals yeah. went from having like three seats to yeah yeah like having a massive majority and it's like oh he was running against an actual competent opposition at this point so i think part of it was he's also like oh i have to like 
do something that people are going to respect or else I'm not going to win. Whereas now he's not threatened. We've clearly seen that nothing will affect his reelection. Mm-hmm. He ran for office during multiple scandals and it's like he's never going to come out on the side of the Mc- It's the same thing. Barack Obama with uh, the people at Standing Rock didn't give a shit yeah why should he or no ferguson or anything the, yeah exactly like these are not there, well, there's barely any recognition for indigenous no. protests or or like yeah, treaty rights States, or anything like ever complete. these are like, not yeah. popular issues so until it gets to a point where any kind of refusal becomes actively detrimental i don't mean detrimental to people like us because we're such a small section of the voting block i mean clearly we don't matter we are literally useless in the grand scheme of things so until these cases become much more accessible to the people that actually do matter. And by that, I mean the people that control the voting block. Nothing's going to change, at least certainly not through the normal. But that's what I'm confused about this time, because I've seen people who don't normally comment on anything like this or normally like would be honestly on the side of the white fishermen saying that this is disgraceful what they're doing. So Mm -hmm. I, yeah. Have we seen if, if the white fishermen are trying to get anybody on their side, which their side is stupid. Um, and it doesn't make any sense. But what the fuck? It, like they're being so like violently racist terrorism. I like this is fucked. They're trying to get anybody on their side. I think they've given up on that pretense, and they're just doing it because they know no one's going to stop them. Mm. Like they don't need to win an opinion battle. The Mi'kmaq. They're just trying to get the Mi'kmaq to be scared right. of ever lobster fishing again. And I think the Mi'kmaq know they also aren't going to win a publicity battle because they're not. Yeah, nobody no one gives a shit. in positions of power yeah. give a fuck about them, nor have they ever given a no fuck about No one in the media any, gives a fuck. Exactly, about any indigenous person. Also, since it's not happening in Ontario, I hate to break it to everybody, but if it's not in Ontario, by and large, the media doesn't care. It's not going to resonate nationally, and until it resonates nationally, Justin Trudeau isn't going to do a, stu- a single fucking thing about it because he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> Don't worry, Jesse. He says he's going to keep it peaceful. That's true. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's going to stop we the know, flower child. It's already pl- peaceful, so really, he's done a great job. I'm really upset because I was just scrolling through the Twitter thread in which he said he was going to keep things peaceful, and um, there's comments on there that are like, well, where were you when the Indians blocked oh. down the railroads? Why why did you say it was peaceful then? And I don't know. I just I hate people, man. I can't do this. Because <laughs> they weren't yeah. setting fucking trains I literally, on fire, like, you dumbassholes. I, I have to... I, I can't. I can't. Once it, again. It, it's really upsetting um, hearing people do that. And people are like, oh, well, of course they're mad indigenous people. Indigenous people shut down the railroads. Their Mi'kmaq weren't shutting oh down God. railroads. Yeah, what kind of argument <laughs> is that? The like, other <laughs> end of the country. <laughs> railroads don't even go there. Fam- there isn't railroads. Famously, famous rail hub, Nova Scotia. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it, it, I can't, I can't. I can't. I I can't work with these people. Yeah. I can't do it. It's too much. It stresses me out. Yeah, you shouldn't get a Twitter. It's, no, fuck no, it's man. Just, I can't. It's so interesting to think of why this pre- like I get why prejudice exists. I understand how it multiplies, but like the fact that it's so entrenched, it's they, it's mind blowing. Literally, to me. must see the Mi'kmaq fishermen as like super greedy and like not following the rules at all or anything. Like not like, obviously not recognizing no. the fact that all they have they, they just created their entire like rule system to enforce this. It's but because anyway. uh, like like my mom used to say uh, like pe- kids bullied me because I was cool. <laughs> so <laughs> they're right. bullying the Mi'kmaq because they're right. cool yeah. as fuck. <laughs> now this is just speaking <laughs> from like a one hundred percent personal perspective. But I I could t- growing up they're. I met one indigenous person in my entire lifetime, so I'm not going to lie to you. My area was actually not the worst for this, but that's only because we didn't have indigenous people living with us. So, like, I don't understand how these fucking stereotypes have remained, like, 
you fucking drove these people away. You drove them out of your Facebook. communities. What the fuck is the point then? You've yeah. driven them away. Why do you need to still be racist? You got what you wanted. Yeah, you fucking out, won. Hang out on Facebook or uh, or just and also to in Belleville. communities where a lot of indigenous people live, they have like insane racism, like Thunder Bay, hey, yo. for example, like Tynanega. Hey yo, yeah. Kingston seems to forget that we're thirty minutes away from a reserve, like, but it's because Belleville took all the brunt of the racist yeah. stick. <laughs> like Belleville you, was like, "Don't worry, Kingston, we'll we do it, it for you. <laughs> we got your back. You want you want armed." Malicious you know, we'll the shit on the Mohawks so you don't have to. And you guys could say that you're all for reconciliation. And Kingston was like, oh, that's kind of dope. That's not a bad deal. Uh, and now here we are. Insane to me to be so prejudiced against somebody who has no power, whose power has been stripped away from them for literally hundreds of years. What the fuck? Like, what is the fucking point? But then they got a motorboat and that was against oh, the you know, so. It's because, you know what? Genuinely, though, like speaking on behalf of indigenous people, because we love doing that and they love hearing someone <laughs> speak on their behalf. Yeah. Uh, I'm willing to take that one on this because I feel like they would all agree. And it's it's very obvious that indigeneity and indigenous resistance is 100% a force to be reckoned with yeah, and incredibly sure. powerful. We saw that with Shut Down Canada. Mm-hmm. We saw that with uh, the Tyananega blockades that happened in 2005, 2006. We saw that with uh, Oka. We saw that with the uh, just Wet'suwet'en in general, <laughs> Standing Rock, uh, the Mi'kmaq uh, protest that's going on right now, 1492 Land Back Lane. Like, we wouldn't be talking about these things if it wasn't powerful, mm-hmm. right? So indigenous sovereignty and like indigenous protests and blockading is an incredibly powerful force, mm-hmm. regardless of how much, how little federal power or right. government power we have. It's the direct action power that people uh, idealize when they say we're going to go out on the streets because we're going to take back in the night. Mm-hmm. indigenous people are actually doing that that is true right like genuinely doing that and are willing to die for it mm-hmm. and also and I, that's that's the thing that throws a lot of people off and then people are like oh why are they acting like this and it's like talk to anybody who are at these protests they'll say like if i die today I, at least i die trying and that's the thing and i and that's the area where i get i'm like yeah i for I, like i 100 understand it's not even nihilism it's just genuinely like if you it's steal necessity. everything from people what do they have left to lose you have nothing left to lose you're it's, literally like if i go to jail it's whatever it's like i don't just, care anymore i wasn't going to get a job anyways but it's also so nations insane. and laws that are outside of the canadian state like they're gonna confuse slash scare slash threaten like settlers and the canadian state in general like if if a nation by itself is like yeah we're like doing our own thing this is our nation and like we're making our own laws obviously the settlers are gonna be like what the fuck like that's not allowed i have to follow these laws like just you remember mind bending what else do they want like at this point you cannot argue that the canadian government or the plan involving indigenous people has never been anything other than elimination because you've taken final solution well that's and you cannot argue otherwise that there's not a genocidal intent in the national treatment towards indigenous people because they have taken officially every Thing there is to fucking take. They took the land which was not ceded to them. Yeah. They tried to dis- disenfranchise people by taking their fucking identity. They yeah. took their children. Mm. Like you cannot make any argument that there is not a distinctly eliminationist policy, and it's clearly being reinforced by the fucking RCMP. Well, it's just it's it, <sighs> you're right. It is really strange that people would be on the side saying like, yeah, this is okay. But like Megan was saying, in this situation, it's so blatant. Mm. That like even the people that would be on that side normally like why can't I take the train right now? What do you mean <laughs> they're shutting down the the railroad because they're pissed off? Um, even those people in this situation are like, no, this is fucked, right? Which I think is a good thing, but at the same time, it's sad because 
for the first time, it only took how many fires <laughs> and how many death threats yeah. for people to be like, oh, this sucks. And not just Whereas that. in other situations when that shit happens constantly and people are like, well, I just want it. It's because it affects them. Yeah. Right. In this, in this sense, it doesn't directly affect them. So they're not as pissed. Whereas if, you know, if everyone in Canada sustained on lobster, for some reason, <laughs> they would literally turn around and be like, okay, yeah, let's just like hang Dark every single them, Mi'kmaq yeah. person. Like they would be on that side if it actually was an industry that affected them. Right. In this but sense, it's not Mi'kmaq one. Mi'kmaq getting us more lobster. What That's are they what doing, Megan? They're, they're fishing lobster. Like even if we all ate lobster, what they're doing it's is providing. just making more lobster. I like, know, I know. <laughs> it's, it just, it, it, Literally every person in Canada, regardless of who you are, has had some kind of a run-in with someone who just fucking hates indigenous people. And, and then you wonder why and, like, where does that come from? And, uh, like I said, like, we're, it's because we're the cool kids. <laughs> people are just like, oh, man, they got cool dresses and they do powwows and they get to smoke cigarettes wherever they want. What the fuck? Why can't it's, I do that? Why can't I do that? It's and then they get mad and then they're like, oh, they have rights we don't have. And I was like, yeah, I have the right to walk three hours to go to the gas station so i could work for two hours yeah like yeah that's that's the right i was fucking given i had to get the hell out of the reserve in order to actually make any kind of money and any kind of livelihood that's the right i was given but people don't understand that people say oh uh tax benefits and it's like tax benefits mean nothing if nobody can own a fucking business legally that's the big one i always heard from people it's oh they don't have to pay any fucking taxes like they're it's like we have which means nothing we have to pay for them and i was like i never understood that i was like i did you know that? Okay, so like the quick rundown, and then we'll drop this whole bit. But I, I want to let everyone know, and if anyone had ever had a thought of, my taxes are paying for indigenous people. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. Indigenous people have a royal fund yes. through the queen and uh, the monarchy in the UK. We have a fund there that has literally been there since the War of 1812 when we helped establish mm -hmm. Canada as like a colony yeah um we gained that indigenous people in north america gained that trust money uh through their service working with uh the crown uh, that money has sat there in a bank and gained interest over time and every bit of interest that that gains goes back into uh, paying off those taxes that we get right. cut from things. Right. So Canada doesn't lose any money. No. Canada is actually making money on the indigenous trust that is existing. <laughs> same with paying for school. Same with uh, any kind of subsidies that indigenous people get, any kind of land subsidies that they get, is all coming from this trust that exists outside of Canada that Canada gets every single year mm. based on to the interest that builds. To then distribute like as, yeah. as they want to. Yeah. It has nothing yeah. to do with taxpayer dollars. Mm. Taxpayer dollars don't even touch uh, indigenous uh, like rights or, or taxation or anything like that. Taxpayers don't pay for a single cent of that. It is all this money that was made during the War of 1812 that has gained interest over time that gets put back into uh, the pockets of the people. And that's what's so paternalistic too because that money still like the Canadian government is probably like, still I'll hold, hold the coin purse yeah. and like give you each a dollar. Well, and yeah, it and goes, that's what, like, that's what ends wow. up happening but it's not yeah. coming from the taxpayers' dollars. Yeah, no, So if you totally, ever yeah. hear people say that, tell people that they're uh, full of shit and shove it up their ass because like it, it makes zero sense. And genuinely, people on reserves don't even know this because... Uh, we're told our whole lives by white people that we're stealing all our taxpayer dollars and we feel bad for it. And we're like, what the hell? Like, it, I shouldn't use my band card when I go to Walmart because like, I'm just stealing taxpayer dollars. And it's like, no, that gets subsidized by the crown because of money that we made for them 
200 years ago. Is that also the case with like treaty negotiations too, where there was like a monetary payment? Would would that be yep. a, a similar vibe where it's like unless, a, a unless, trust that then gets redistributed throughout the, the group each year? Yeah. So yes, any of that money is unless it is a, a charge to the Canadian government where they have to pay a fine to those people. Oh, okay. In for that the sense, the then land, it would be uh, taxpayers who pay for it. Mm -hmm. But that rarely happens. Like reparations of that degree rarely happen. Okay. Uh, most of the time it's redistributed wealth from the interest built on this trust that we have with the UK government. So anyone who knows someone who says indigenous people are costing you money, first of all, we uh, the money that we save in taxes is 0.0001% <laughs> of uh the money spent in canada so that that is it's nothing it, mm -hmm. it it literally means nothing we also don't don't save money on every tax it's only certain taxes so go fuck yourself and anyone who tells you that indigenous people are stealing taxpayer money uh tell them that as well chance sent you <laughs> All right, everyone, I have a really fun game. Megan, edit in some Jeopardy music, because I'm today I'm Alex Trebek. This is Jeopardy. <laughs> today I'm dying of pancreatic cancer. <laughs> Gene! <laughs> what? Hi, Alec. It's funny. <laughs> hi, hi, Alec. Hey, Jesse. Yes, um, today we are playing a fun little game. And, uh, I love games. Y'all folks at home can play along, too. Uh, grab your pen, grab your paper. Uh, grab your uh, if you're on Zoom, well, grab your penis, hang hey out, <laughs> grab your grab your junk. You know what I mean. Uh, anyways, this is a fun little game that I like to call Saskatoon Scandals. Ooh, three truths and a lie. It's three truths. Three truths and a lie. And a so lie. Everyone, okay, you got to keep up. All right. I wanted to go hard for this episode, so I chose three truths, one lie. Okay. All everyone right. listening. Okay. All right. I'll start off with number one. The Martinsville nightmare occurred. <laughs> okay, none of these are fun, by the way. <laughs> We're giving you guys a heads up. Is this up. Wait, the you sex didn't scandal? Funny? No, all of this sucks. Um, the Martinsville Dad. nightmare occurred in 1992 in yes. Martinsville, okay. Saskatchewan. This, this scandal involved two daycare centers that were accused of satanic ritual abuse under the cult of the Brotherhood of the Ram. There was a hundred offenses, five police officers, and a dozen others that were involved. The RCMP later investigated that all of the allegations were false. Okay. I, so the, this is funny you mentioned. What? This. That's the first one. If I were to pull up the tabs in my phone, I could literally show you that I was reading about that the <laughs> other day. So, so, okay. So, someone accused cops and other, like, high up people. Not in someone. Uh, the Saskatoon <laughs> Police Department. <laughs> okay. But, like, police were implicated in this de these demonic rituals. Yes. yes. And the RCMP was like, So, how did nah, an investigation even yeah. start so, then? Well, okay. It's, we okay. It's, we it's don't have time wait, to wait, talk about it. It's all an of this. episode in and of itself. Wait, everybody. This is, we're it. playing three truths in a lie. Right, so, right, you guys so have to determine whether that okay. was true. Okay. Right. That yeah. one What's is number okay? two? 100% true. Well, don't give it away. Well, I'm telling you. We're you guys can deliberate afterwards, okay? Yeah, no hints, Jesse. I'm going to win. He has an insane brain. He researches everything. We're together, followed by I'm going to win. All RCMP officers are trained in Regina at the same location that Louis Riel was hung stating its historical importance Dang. to the organization. The RCMP chapel in which Louis Riel was hung on the grounds of is the Dang. oldest building in Regina. 
Uh, I so completely that's the, believe that. So that's yeah, the, that that's one the, seems right to me. <laughs> that's the second one. Yeah, let's keep going. The the third one <laughs> is since 1976, the Saskatoon Police Service has taken Indigenous youth on starlight tours, involving oh, them boy. taking their clothes off and leaving them abandoned on the outskirts of the city. There has been many freezing freezing deaths connected to this practice, yet zero officers have Charged. ever been convicted for this practice to this day. The Wikipedia article for starlight tours was deleted on multiple occasions from the IP of the Saskatoon Police Department and was corroborated oh, by the force. My God. I didn't know that last part. Jesus well, you don't Christ. know if this is true. This could okay. be a false. <laughs> You're right. What's Th- this the last is why one? I don't let my students cite from Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fourth one. Because the Saskatoon Police go in and change why every single it, why article. Why are the police involved in all these? And then the fourth one. And remember, you have to determine which one is a lie. I wonder. I'm just thinking of the Saskatoon Police going in and changing like the Wikipedia article for like Megamind or something. <laughs> <laughs> putting themselves in it. He actually grew up in Regina. <laughs> See, he turns out to be the good guy, but he was a villain. <laughs> the, the, the chief of police edited Die Hard to put his name as the title. But <laughs> <laughs> well, the chief of police in Saskatoon is named like, oh God, like, like Billy Bumpkiss McCluskey or something. <laughs> My, Mike Ripchowski. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, all right. all right. Is everyone ready yeah, for the fourth that's one? The last one? Okay, remember, you have to determine the lie. Okay. The, the, the police departments in Saskatoon have never done anything bad regarding stereotyping, prejudicial biases, or hysterical lunacy and sadism. <laughs> uh, so that one's definitely true. So uh, yeah. the Louis Riel one must be false. Yeah. No, I trust them. <laughs> so, so what do you guys think? Okay, well, you, you guys know, can deliberate. I'll, I'll take a step out. You guys deliberate and uh, try to find the lie. Excuse so you can vape. Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> These are all things I had researched. In fact, Starlight Tours we mentioned in the episode about the RCMP. But the other two were things that I was considering for solo episodes. The Martinsville sex scandal is particularly insane. And that is another Wikipedia entry that has a lot of edits made to its history. <laughs> uh-huh. In fact, originally when I read it about three years ago, it was twice the size. And now it's very small. And I'm like... What's going on here? Oof. But uh, yeah, no, the Martinsville sex scandal, maybe potentially if I can find some more firsthand observations and uh, resources is something we'll, we'll cover. That was a part of the satanic panic, though. So it's it's an interesting period yeah, in which cultural is a, Which is a, a my, cool zone. That is true. For North American culture, so, for sure. My fun Saskatchewan fact is that their eastern border is not a straight line as it appears on the map. Hmm. It's drawn very weirdly and every couple kilometers when it goes up, it goes in by a half kilometer, oh, and then it goes up again because of like land partitioning, right? Yeah. For farms, I yeah. would say, Sus- but it's like it looks straight puzzle. on a map. Saskatchewan so small. is the second most forgotten province. Does any anybody want to wager what the first most forgotten? New Brunswick is? is definitely the first most Manitoba. forgotten. Manitoba. I would argue it's Manitoba. New Brunswick. No way. New Brunswick close. always gets rated last on every province ranking list. No know. one likes them. Think I of like, like New Brunswick. Kind of nice. What? No, it's not. Kind of nice. It's all owned by one family. And it sucks. No, I know, but like physically, it. I've driven through New Brunswick. Trees. Yeah, yeah that's more than Manitoba. It's like big shape. That's cool. Manitoba's got like lakes Manitoba and animals. Is a hideous problem. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, snow? you guys. I'm I'm still waiting for an answer. Uh, uh, obviously, the I last think the one last one is not one true. Is not true. Cops are bad. <laughs> you got me. That's right. I guys. Okay. I. This is Alec Trebek. Uh, that's right. Thank you so much for coming to my episode of Saskatoon Scandals. Thank you. That's I exactly that. how Jeff. Jeopardy is set up. So. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Jeopardy famously three truths and a lie. <laughs> One of these answers is incorrect. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, so uh, we, I had some fun looking into all yeah, that. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate that that segue into uh, the meat of our episode, which is uh, Saskatchewan. If you couldn't, if you guess, I don't know, I don't know if you could tell. Uh, we're we're trying to again, we're moving uh, focus from Ontario to Saskatchewan. We're highlighting this to the w- shitty provinces. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so be grateful, swine. But they anyway, have prairie dogs. It's quite cute. We're we're talking about the sketch, okay. uh, as I've been uh, told. I'm allowed to call it. Uh, oh, that's the name for Saskatchewan. Getting cool. some sweet sketch. Yeah, in this yeah, we're we're cruising for sketch. That's right. Uh, oh, on this episode, yeah. I like that. Uh, but if you were unaware, there is a general election happening very soon for uh, their premier. For their yeah, their their cabinet or whatever it's called, their legislative assembly. Cool. Uh, the elections on the 26th of this month. So I figured I'd give everyone a little primer. Uh, so you all know we're all going to actually, w- after we record this video, we're getting on a plane. We're moving to Saskatchewan. Nice. We're getting fake IDs and we're going to vote in this election. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I've I've met one person from Saskatchewan. Literally, that's it. I'm so sorry, guys. But um, I was at a club and I was talking to him. And then... The- You've met two because you know... Our friend Sam. Oh, that's true. Okay. Um, so Green Day played in the club and then he went, people know this song. I'm not the only one that knows this song. Like other people were, it was like literally some super normal basic. It was like warning or something. And then he was like, how does everyone know the words to this? And it was like, oh, Farm buddy. boy vibes. Anyway, I it love was very him. funny. Right. It's a province full of 80 IQ. <laughs> That's what we called them. We are getting to that. I thought I invented this in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dean, Dean, let us know who's running then. Yeah, okay. In this election, uh, Saskatchewan is cool and they have real politics. And by real politics, I mean they only have two parties. And that's how you know that it's correct and proper. Like like national parties that we're familiar with? Or do they have like their own strain? They're like their own separate strains. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we have the Saskatchewan party, oh. uh, which they is represent? conservative. Oh, I see. Uh, and then we have the New Democratic Party. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the classic divide. <laughs> yeah. Just Saskatchewan those two? party Mostly? and the New Dems. Yeah, just those two exclusively. They don't have like a, a provincial conservative party? Well, that's the well, like they used the Conservative to. Party of Canada, but basically for for reasons unknown, like they throughout their whole history, they've always been like a two party system. Mm-hmm. They were originally like Libs and Conservatives, and then in the 30s, the uh, CCP, the Canadian Commonwealth Party. Prior to that, the Canadian Commonwealth Federation, and there was also the Canadian Socialist Commonwealth Federation. A whole bunch. Yeah, of they it. cycled through a lot it's of a names. socialist party. Basically. Yeah, but the the yeah, it was a. Um, uh, a union of laborers yeah. and uh, farmers uh, that came together and formed the Socialist Party uh, that took over Saskatchewan, basically. Uh, and the Libs and Conservatives uh, like joined forces in the thor- <laughs> in the thirties because they're like, "Oh my Liberals god!" Liberals and conservatives. I know in bed together, it's hard mm-hmm. to think. But uh, they they formed one party together because they're like, "Oh my god, we're gonna get the shit yeah, kicked out of us." Get a fucking and then they proceeded out. to get the shit kicked out of them <laughs> for the next forty years <laughs> yeah. in Saskatchewan. Uh, it, yeah. yeah, it was. Saskatchewan uh, used cool. to be cool. I know they used to be awesome. It was like they're literally the reason why we have Medicare. Yeah, because they were just like, oh, this Tommy Douglas guy seems. Yeah, like, he, he seems he, pretty freaking he smart. He can get it, as yeah. they would say. But uh, anyway, uh, the the Saskatchewan party uh, formed in the late '90s, like birthed out of like this hybrid liberal conservative thing, the neocon movement. Yeah, exactly. And then immediately they started gaining ground, turning the NDP's majority into a minority. Mm. 
then they sort of walled around in that area for a while. Uh, they accused the NDP of uh, anything that they could think of under the sun. They released attack ads in which they misspelled the name of the province, which is a favorite of Wait, mine. They misspelled. Yeah, they misspelled. literally <laughs> your party's name. <laughs> no, how did you get it wrong when you would just key in your party's logo? <laughs> they oh, they got a shit ton of money from the tobacco industry in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't expect that's so how that was going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, and like uh they're uh they tried to make like a big political deal and like a big like culture war thing about like, oh, like the NDP is trying to make uh the tobacco companies pay our healthcare system for like damage that they did, but it was people's choices, blah blah blah. Oh, yeah, okay. And the NDP is like You've accepted like hundreds of thousands <laughs> of dollars from the tobacco industry and you're going to go you're like this is your tactic. But that's not even my favorite thing. Uh, my favorite thing pre them becoming like the absolute rulers, uh, wheat kings, if you will, of Saskatchewan. <laughs> um, in 2016, they introduced a motion calling on the NDP government to apologize. You said a motion like emotion <laughs> they introduced yeah. emotion yeah, like the Carly to Saskatchewan. Jetson, uh, no one had heard of having <laughs> well, feelings before <laughs> they introduced a motion okay uh calling on the ndp uh to apologize for the highly unfavorable and inaccurate quote-unquote inaccurate portrayal of jimmy gardner uh who is a conservative yuppie asshole uh in a movie called prairie giant the tommy douglas story uh, the government argued that it was not responsible for the film's production. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they did not apologize. <laughs> That's so funny. Their politics are cool. I know. It's great. I do. I do love them. Like you said, it's a, it's a, uh, at least a party of just 80 IQ. That's like not even culture. That's like somehow worse than culture war. It's I know. Like, what? It, it's kind of cute. Almost. It is. That's, it's adorable. That's just thinking a movie is real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like when uh, the guy in the movie was mean. You know, I feel like if I were there uh, and I was meeting with him, he wouldn't have been as mean to me. So I'd like you to apologize for it. <laughs> we did not direct the movie, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting adjourned. So here's the <laughs> we'll meet back in a year. <laughs> so, so you know when you see through your eyes and you can see everything like in front of you? Well, when you watch a movie, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like your eyes are there and you're seeing through them. So it's almost like you're the main character in the movie. I really, I, I did like the part where the train came at me. It, d it did give me quite the spook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said it was in three dimensions, but I only saw one screen, so I don't know what you're, they're talking about. They ripped me off. I'm waiting for two more dimensions. <laughs> you have to swivel your head between three you screens. You know, uh, Saskatchewan's <laughs> the, only, the only province where it takes them an hour and a half to watch 60 minutes. <laughs> 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 also, your guys' accents are kind of Ontarian slash Newfie a little bit. So. Uh, mine's just a general Canadian. I've, yeah, I've mine, I, I want to know what Saskatchewan people sound, sound like. Uh, we can't pick up on their frequency. Our brain yeah, they sort of speak in like in like high high pitched tones that we can't quite it's like make a out. Yeah, yeah. It's like a hummingbird or <laughs> a right. bat. They uh, also just like have the same diet of just sugar water. It's the only thing they can <laughs> yeah, just the, corn syrup. The only water they can they like the taste of. <laughs> There's also like ninety of them total. So yeah, that's it's true. hard to meet. Yeah, one. what are they gonna do? Fight us? <laughs> Them in what army? <laughs> they don't. They don't have phones out there. No, it's <laughs> fine. They don't even have radio. <laughs> anyway, 2007 rolls around. Uh, the Skatchers uh, have this new leader. His name's Brad Wall, and he wins. <laughs> Brad, yeah, Wall. Brad Wall. <laughs> Parents just named him after the two things they saw. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I know. I they, know. They don't have room for more than one syllable at a time. It's, it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. Brad Wall, Tony Chair. Uh, so he wins the first conservative majority 
in the in the whole province since ninety one. Uh, and immediately slashes taxes harder than they've ever been slashed mm-hmm. uh, in the province. Goes without saying. Uh, and then they dominate the next two elections. Uh, Wall retires in 2018, but before he does that... Uh, so, sorry, was he premier from he 2007 premier. to 2018? Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Wow. Okay. They, they completely steamrolled the NDP for oh the next two elections, God. three elections in a row. Uh, we're coming on like they've been in power for three whole election cycles for 11 now. years yeah. uh, mm. and they're I don't want to spoil it, but I it's looking like they're going to get a fourth. I can't wait to meet the replacement, the successor. Oh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, so uh, before we meet his successor, we do have to learn some wall facts. Oh, absolutely. We're going to Walmart. I'm actually so yeah. excited for this. I'm not going to lie to you. The, the tobacco industry thing was just so unexpected. Oh, yeah. I'm, no, I, t- I told you before we started I'm recording. Old. The the whole like history of Saskatchewan politics like came out of your subconscious. It's just the nineteen nineties when smoking is like now universally reviled and they're working towards eradicating it altogether. <laughs> the fucking provincial party is like, yeah, I'll have some of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want a slice of that <laughs> That's pie. The most insane time to accept the tobacco lobby. <laughs> Like, I can't believe... <laughs> it's like by investing in a lead paint company. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, so we need some wall facts here. Um, so some funny things that he did. He has made jokes about uh, the execution of Louis Rial. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, just, yeah, we were talking <laughs> about... You were just talking about yeah. that guy. But yeah, no, he's he's made jokes about Louis Rial and how it's funny that he was killed mm. uh, by the government. Jesus Christ. Um, it is kind of funny. <laughs> it is, well, yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> uh, right. In the 2006 session of the Saskatchewan legislature, NDP uh, officials uh, revealed that Wall had worked in an office uh, where $15,000 worth of alcohol was misallocated. Uh, nice. so, so they basically into his mouth, but um, shh, anyway. no, yeah, that's what he, he's like. <laughs> he's he took like fifteen thousand dollars worth of of money, bought booze with it, uh, and then like him and this whole office were drinking it. Kind of sick, actually. Yeah, no, it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, but that's this will tie into money. Oh my consider god! Consider this foreshadowing. Uh, he also, this is my favorite one. There's a video of him where, like, it's all these, like, conservatives uh, in Saskatchewan hanging out and they're, like, making fun of gay people and shit. Uh, but then Wall, out of left field, puts on this exaggerated Ukrainian accent uh, <laughs> and then makes racist statements about a former NDP premier, uh, Roy Romano. Uh, or no, show. Rom- <laughs> Romanow. Okay. Sorry. Romanow. Yeah. Romanow. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Uh, NDP premier uh, Roy Ra- Romanow. <laughs> Ray Romano. Uh, <laughs> Ray Romano. <laughs> 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 My brother's six foot ten. <laughs> but yeah, he, like. Okay, he Doug was, Ford did that exact thing, but it was even worse because it was like a Jamaican accent and he was being well, more yeah. racist. Well, yeah. No, but like the idea that like the biggest <laughs> scandal that this guy had, like even bef- bigger for me than like stealing $15,000 worth of booze. Uh, <laughs> it's just being racist towards Ukrainians. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? With the recent developments about their Holocaust memorial, <laughs> like yeah, it, Nazi it's actually memorials, that actually is ahead of the curve. Yeah. He's like, fuck borscht. <laughs> my homies hate borscht. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> just doing the Borat voice. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> well. Hello, we come from the Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
while where we're at. fades into the background, Board 2018, <laughs> who takes center stage? Can we guess the name? Can we guess the name? I Okay, I want you guys to say names. Pete Seat. Bob. <laughs> Pete Seat, Bob. Is his first name Bob? No. Cool. I, it, I'm just going to see Robert? if you can come up with a name stupider than this okay, guy's name. Okay, is this name. like a teacot, like name like Bunch Huggins? Is or? it? Is it Cornflake? <laughs> that's good. That's like, not it. Give me, give me a range of name. Is this like? Is it close to Brad Wall? Is it that style, or is it like the no, over the top like, conservative? It's like name? A, an early MMA fighter name. Oh, it's two so first, two first names. names. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad that I have taught you this in yeah. the past couple days. <laughs> is it's it like Jesse, Peter Jesse. Davidson or something, or like? Uh, P- yeah, it's Pete Davidson. It's Pete <laughs> Davidson. <laughs> it's Pete. Jor- it's Peter Jordanson. <laughs> He's he's back. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to tease you anymore. Mayor Brian Patterson. It's Scott Moe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, I've uh, heard this name before. Scott Moe. Oh, yes, okay, Scott Moe yeah. does sound familiar. And he's running against, uh, this time around, uh, Ryan Milley. Uh, so it's Moe and Milley at it again. That's, it sounds like Bert and Ernie, kind of. Yeah, I know. It, uh, it's, yeah, it's their whole politics is a joke made specifically for us. Mo. Thank you, Saskatchewan. Moe. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I want mo 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 mo. Uh, <laughs> I'll send you the voice clip, Megan. You'll <laughs> understand. So uh, Mo takes over for Wall and basically has the same exact like outlook and like political uh, positions as he does. Anti carbon tax. He like tweets all this dumb bullshit about it, and he's pro pipelines. He's big into turning off the taps of oil for BC, which Alberta people have also talked about. Uh, because they oppose the pipeline construction, so it's like oh, also oh, just giving them no electricity oil. at all. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, and he's also pub- publicly publicly called for the federal government to restrict infrastructure funding to provinces that oppose federally approved and regulated pipelines. So he's like, I think I think they the government just... should stop funding BC. <laughs> <laughs> just Let's cut just... it off. I first thought about the Saskatchewan government where he's like, I think our government should stop <laughs> paying money to BC. That's so funny. <laughs> well, it is it does actually get uh funny because uh, he does have a bit of a wine like, or something. Uh, I don't think he said it in so many words, but he's got like a, a bit of a like secession uh vibe mm. to him. Like he doesn't want to be part of our beautiful union. That's uh, cool. Because uh, sex it, <laughs> yeah, sex it. No, but he's he's all about succession, uh, secession. In that uh, he's big into foreign trade. Uh, <laughs> with Saskatchewan? Yeah, Saskatchewan is, is a player on, on the, the big like foreign economics. Like, uh, other zone. than wheat, what would they have as exports? I genuinely He's don't know. Art, metal, no maybe? Art Vandalay, importer, exporter. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, I wasn't but sure. But he, he replaced okay. his Minister of Economy and his Ministry of Trade and Export um, and then has begun undertaking international trade mission. Uh so he's traveled uh, to the United States, Saskatchewan's biggest trading Scott partner. Scott Moe requests to, like to hang out really in Trump's cabinet and just like vibe. Scott Moe requests a road to Texas to prove <laughs> that you are a great leader. <laughs> I wish it was just really small, specific nations. Like he was just going <laughs> to yeah. trade with like Laos and like <laughs> yeah. Costa Rica. But he's also gone on trips, or at least like members of his government have. Um, and I can't be- like I th- someone needs to make a movie out of this or just like release documentary footage because uh, they've gone to China. They've gone to Japan. <laughs> they've gone to South Korea. They've gone to Hong Kong. They've gone to India. 
Like, I just want to see how those interactions went down. To be fair, That's I think so cool. I think the Japanese delegation was just so Scott Mo could get his hands on a copy of Breast Milk Pooping, too. Yeah. So he was just all about the JAV. Yeah, he got that <laughs> on original cassette. That's right. That's so strange, though. Like, why would you accept a delegation from Saskatchewan? <laughs> I don't know. It like, doesn't mean, do you like, not have any? Like, literally, it, is like Civ no in like a city state. <laughs> these countries' leaders would meet with him. Would it not be it, like, more like provincial-ish leaders? Uh, like, who else? I have no idea. But like, he went to he like visited like the Donald Trump's cabinet. Well, so he geez, went to the that, White House. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. They'll take like literally anybody. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Scott Mo mowed his lawn, <laughs> 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 and he yelled at him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's Scott Moe. There are a, a couple scandals uh, that we have to talk about. Involving Scott Moe? Involving Scott okay. Moe. We're, we're going to get serious now. 1992, Moe's 18, convicted of impaired driving. Oh, shit. Okay, that's uh, bad. Bad. You hate to see it. He will be, he will be pardoned under the Biden administration. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> that yeah. will be Which will clean. legalize dra- uh, drunk driving. This is actually like a major theme of Saskatchewan politics. Yeah, Dean, weren't you saying driving? that like almost everyone in Saskatchewan has that been charged with a impaired yeah, driving? Like the, the I least. don't know the exact numbers, but a lot, a lot of them have been charged. It's to the I think it's like twenty percent of all men like between certain ages. Whoa. Yeah, have been charged Whoa. at one point. Uh, he was also charged again two years later. He was charged with impaired driving as well as fleeing the scene. Uh, this was not disclosed until this year. How are you going to flee the scene in Saskatchewan? They could see you for like 30 <laughs> miles. <I> know, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's pulling the binoculars. You're fine. <laughs> what the fuck? But also, so at 18, drunk driving. Uh, 1994, he's 20. Uh, drunk driving. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. All right. When he's 23... Saskatchewan does have the highest rate of impaired driving of all the provinces, and this article about it links it to curling. It says that curlers are really bad drunk drivers. <laughs> Actually scans. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's why they have so many. In my experience of knowing those individuals, yes. Uh, Moe's 23, 1997. He has an accident uh, in which he kills a 39-year-old woman. Oh Whoa. Um, and, Wait a minute. Yeah. And uh, injures her son. Going to be the premier? Uh, he's been the premier. Oh, boy. He has been the premier since uh, 2018. Okay. So he was. Okay. So this is just a re-election. Yeah. Then. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the RCMP determined uh, as he attempted to cross the highway that it was unsafe and gave Mo a ticket for driving without due care and attention. There was no malicious d- intent determined, and he was not intoxicated. God. Uh, while Mo stated that alcohol was not a factor, he also claimed that he couldn't recall the incident happening, which is likely due to shock from the collision. Is that not even like manslaughter, at least, when you kill someone in a vehicle? Nonsense. Vehicular baby. manslaughter? What? Yeah. How do you just get off with a ticket if someone dies? That's fucked. Yeah, that, not, that seems insane to me. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Joanne Balog was her name. Thirty-nine. Oof. Yeah. No. It's 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 rough. And like the NDP uh, have like put out a a whole thing um, like instructing their supporters and uh, their you know members to not beat on this drum and not to pussies. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, your, like your opponent literally killed a woman and maimed her son. Yeah, and has been charged with drunk driving twice. twice. And you're not gonna hit him on that. Like I understand, like uh, wanting to uh, respect the son's wishes and just like let them be. Of course, yeah. But for me, when you sign up to become a politician, you sign up to be an unhuman. 
Uh, you are less than human, uh, and you need to be treated as less than human. No, no, I'm not joking. I know you're if, not. If you like, if you I, actually I maybe want, disagree. no, if you want power over any amount of people, and you want to like exert that power for whatever end, you don't get to be treated the same, and you don't get uh, the same level of like respect and dignity that other people get, and that okay. includes people uh, bringing up thing horrible things that you've done in your past. And judging you. There are cool politicians. There are, but they are still politicians, and they are still unpeople. And we can, we can still, even cool politicians should be scrutinized. Yeah, scrutinized definitely, but you know, maybe they're still human beings. Alrighty, what's next? Yeah. So what's next is, despite this, uh, Mo slated to win. Yeah. Uh, Nothing will fundamentally change. Uh, The one other thing that I wanted to bring up is that 2017. Uh, Mo and his party put out an austerity budget that includes destroying the Saskatchewan trans- transit system. And they already have such problems <coughs> with drunk driving? Like, cool plan. What yeah, the no, hell? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. it. Like, drunk driving uh, and vehicular accidents and vehicular and deaths provinces so, are everything's massive. So far apart, pro- like- everything's so far apart. If you go have a beer at your buddy's house and you like need to go back, the only way you can get back is in your truck. Yeah, that's that's it. But yeah, they they stated that, well, you know, uh, ridership has declined by 77 percent since the 80s uh, and we lose uh, money on it uh, every year. So we we had to we had to kill it, despite the fact that transit systems do not exist to make money. No, that is not the idea. It's to provide a service to your people. Uh, They had to tighten their belts for. And also, if they haven't been improving and building upon it since the 80s, like and it's just become a shittier and shittier transit system since then, like, of course ridership is going to go down by a certain percentage anyway exactly terrible so that's where we are on saskatchewan uh one part funny one part sad one part maybe we can can get the the ccp back i would like to say that brad wall and scott moe do look very similar in fact scott moe looks a bit more like just like the evolved form of brad wall yeah and in many ways he is yeah like they have the same physical actually brad wall looks a bit like jeb bush for when you look him up later he looks Mm -hmm. like a slightly hotter jeb bush Whereas Scott Moe just looks like a slightly fatter Brad Wall. Yeah. It's a very strange uh, looking guy. Not a real name. Scott Moe, not a real name. Like th- his family must have had something they were absolutely embarrassed by. They had, yeah. they, they probably had a Ukrainian name and, <laughs> and, and they could read the future knowing yeah, what was in they store knew. for them. Uh-huh. Somewhere uh, Babushka Moevkovitz was at the, <laughs> the Brad Wall meeting and was like, oh God, no. Oh God, Moe. Oh god! This is a nut. Yeah, yeah. Cool. No, uh, Scott Moe is definitely like sort of like a JFK Junior style scenario. No one's. I'm not quite sure what's <laughs> going on there, but someone is pretending to be someone they're not. JFK. He was supposed to reveal himself on the 17th at a Donald Trump rally. I know. It turns out it's Scott Moe. Whoa, that would actually be great. That's why he <laughs> met with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mr. Moe. They were planning. I'm so sorry, but your father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know you know him. <laughs> Yeah, but that's all I have for Saskatchewan. You know, that is that is more than enough. Yeah, uh, I, I want to be hopeful for the future. I at least, uh, I hope to God, even though the Saskatchewan party have like driven that province to shit in the last uh, 11 years, uh, and it doesn't look like they're going to they're gonna pay for that whatsoever, uh, maybe they will four years from now, right? Hmm. Right? Yeah, totally. Maybe it'll be a surprise landslide NDP win. We can only hope. That would be dope. Anyway, <laughs> thank you everybody for listening, and we'll see you next week.